0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is the Sharp Edge, a sports conversation for the sports betting world. I bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. Featuring legendary handicapper Brandon Lang. How much that do may be for? And Scott Seidenberg.
1: The Sparto's the Motorheads, Geeks, Bloods, Wastoids, Dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a
0: righteous dude. This is the Sharp Edge. With the NCAA tournament in the rear view mirror, we'll take a look at the Masters odds, the tournament beginning here on Thursday. But before we get into that, Brandon, let us recap the NCAA tournament and specifically the national championship game on Monday evening. Virginia in overtime, not only escaping Texas Tech as they have escaped the entire tournament, but also covering the one and a half point line. Your initial reaction to taking that game in.
1: You know, it's um all the credit you give Chris Beard for out coaching John Beeline and Mark Few and and Tom Izzo, um, you know, they battle back in the second half. And I'm not – the following rant that I'm about to go on isn't because I lost with Texas Tech. That has that has nothing to do with the rant. I want to lose the right way. I don't want to lose the wrong way. Um, Odiasi goes to the line. They battle back. They're up 166-65, 22 ticks on the clock. Virginia's got two timeouts, Texas Tech has one, Odiasi's clutch, hits both, and gets it 68-65, up three. And I really thought Chris Beard should have taken a timeout right there, and the magnitude of the moment, this is a life-changing moment to win a national championship for everyone involved, for Beard, for the players, for Texas Tech, for the city of Lubbock. I mean, this this is as big as it gets, and so... He elects not to take take a timeout and, and play on, but yet I read later where he yelled from the sideline, no threes, no threes, no threes. Now, I get it, but if you use your final timeout and set these kids five inches from, their, from your face and tell each one individually, no threes, no threes, no threes, that's different than yelling it with, everything going on in an arena like that. Well, you're right
0: because I also – I'll let you finish this rant in a second. I also think that you you bring up a great point here because you say everything going on in that arena. The emotions are at an all-time high. You just took a three-point lead with under 30 seconds left in the national championship game. At that point, it's easy for a kid, a player, to get lost in that moment because it's kind of like a deer in headlights. You, you, you see the finish line, like, holy crap, we're about to win a national championship. By calling a timeout there, you can kind of reset their emotions and be like, hey, we still have a job to do. Let's focus in on this job defensively.
1: Yeah, and, and the magnitude of the moment required Chris Bird to say, okay, guys, listen, we're up three. Let's just make sure everybody's on the same page. You know what we practice at the end of practice. No threes, and let's let's not foul them on a two. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we'll trade two for whatever, and we'll make our free throws. Right? right, let's go win this thing. Now you send them out on the court, and everybody just heard just that because as the play went on, what Culver did – I'm talking about Jarrett Culver, the best player. What he did was unexplainable. When your coach is yelling out no threes, you're the best player on their team. When Jerome gets by Odiasi, he was quoted as saying afterwards, that's fine, we'll give up the two. That's what we're supposed to do. Of course, yes. So no foul, give a, up the two. Yep. There was a high pick and roll that that I think him and and, and, and Mooney played it perfect. Jerome goes by. Culver has DeAndre Hunter in the corner. Culver leaves him to go defend. And I believe Culver started to go, and then the pass went by him over to Hunter. And, and you could see Culver in shock. Hunter hits the three to tie it. Now, I believe two things happened after this. One, when they inbound the ball to cover with 12 seconds to go, he's in shock. He's in a Yep. Mm -hmm. He's not thinking clearly. He realizes, oh, my God, what did I just do? So then they come down. They run a high ball screen. Hunter has to switch. Guy's now on him. Now there's the mismatch, and that's what you have. And he pulls up and jacks a three with just over six seconds to go. And I sat there when the game was over, knowing that as soon as the game went to overtime, they had no shot at covering the number. And I said, only thing that makes sense to me was he pulled a J.R. Smith moment from the Forgot NBA the Finals. Yeah. Yep. And, and and he thought they were only up two. And it could be. Thought, I got, could be. I got I to go defend that layup. And he gave up the three. And all of what I just said is completely irrelevant. If Chris Beards used the timeout and just make sure all five of those kids that are taking the floor know, just defend the three line, we'll give up the deuce. And I guarantee you, in places you don't talk about at parties, Chris Bird in, in alone in his moment are going to set, he's going to sit there and say to himself, you know, I really should have used the timeout there. It's
0: a great or, point. F. It's a great point. But you're right. Because maybe he did, didn't did know that they were up three, or even if he did, it doesn't matter. You mentioned the emotions, and that was an emotional reaction play. Closing seconds, you see a guy drive by your teammate, he's about to go in for an open layup. Instinctually, you go to defend that layup. But the smart play, which should have been reinforced by a timeout prior to that, is to let him get that wide open layup. And, and you know what, I'll give Ty Jerome credit. He passed up a free two points to kick it out to Hunter for well, a no, three pointer. No,
1: he didn't. He didn't. Let me let me interrupt you there. He didn't pass up the layup. He didn't. If Culver stays, if you if you pause it, mm-hmm. if you pause it when Jerome gets by Odiasi yep. and pause it right there. Every single guy from Francis in the corner to Mooney to Moretti. Every single guy on the perimeter is right in front of their man. Every single guy. All the other th- other three guys are on their guy with Odiasi trailing Jerome. And the only person that leaves their guy is Culver. Is mm. And 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 that is my point. There was no reason for him if he knew the situation, knew the score, knew everything. There's no reason for him to help there. None whatsoever. He forgot in that moment his assignment, score, ball of wax, to leave Hunter wide open. Simple as that. Can, can I fair? ask you,
0: because you and I saw this game differently, can I ask you how you handicapped this as a Texas Tech winning this game yesterday?
1: Defensively. Hmm. Defensively, I thought Virginia was going to have trouble scoring against them. Which they and did at
0: first. I mean, you know, you looked at the first five minutes of the game, it was a struggle for both teams.
1: Yep. And then both both defenses, Virginia. Virginia couldn't stop Texas Tech in the second half. And the bench points, I believe, were 28-30-32. to mm-hmm. 32. Um, I was surprised that Texas Tech couldn't shut down, you know, Guy, Jerome, and, and Hunter. But, you know, regardless of everything that happened in the game, if you were gonna tell me I had a three point lead with 22 seconds to go, yeah, uh-huh. would I bet mm-hmm. would I bet Virginia or would I bet Texas Tech? I would say I'm betting Texas Tech. And I get the whole destiny thing. Yeah. I, I get all of that. But just just that I will go to my grave. Chris Beard, just like Tom Izzo, if Tom Izzo takes a timeout in the semifinal, uh-huh. uh-huh. They're down when they're down one and, and designs a play, who knows what happens. But in this case, Chris Beard takes timeout and taps each player on the knee and says, guys, we're going to win the national championship. Let's just make sure on this possession, we defend the three. Don't help off. Don't leave your man. Just defend the three-point line. We're going to win this thing. If he does that, and the magnitude of that moment, not to keep beating a dead horse, but the magnitude of the moment, the, the biggest... One defensive stop of these kids' lives that they'll look back on for the rest of their life. It required the coach to, like you said, let's reboot the computer in your brains. Let's reboot your minds. Let's make sure everybody's on the same page. I'm going to quote a guy who's got six championship rings. I'm going to quote him right now. Bill Belichick. Just do your job. Do your job. Do your job. We'll live with the results. And Chris Beard called timeout and tapped each player on the knee. Moretti, Francis, Culver, Mooney. Guys, defend the three-point line. Don't help. We're going to win this thing. Texas Tech's your national champion, and I'll take that to my grave.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. That's a huge missed moment. The reason why I was on Virginia is because I just think that too much recency bias came into play with the line. Uh, You know, if you asked, if I asked you, To handicap this game a week and a half ago, you probably say Virginia minus five and a half. But because of the way that Texas Tech just demolished Michigan, completely shut them down, shut down Gonzaga, shut down Michigan State, everyone was loving them going into this game. And yes, I'll admit Virginia had no business being in that game. No business being in that game. I don't know how the referees call that. I know it was a foul on Auburn. I know. By the rule, it's a foul. But you have to swallow your whistle there and not let free throws dictate the winner of that game. I get Virginia did not belong in that situation. But to me, I was just looking at both teams, forgetting about what happened the past couple of games. And I thought Virginia was the better overall team. And that's why I went with the Cavaliers. And did I get lucky? Yeah, like Virginia got lucky the entire tournament. What, getting state to that you, point. what
1: state do you live in? New Jersey. They have a lottery. They yeah, of course. Play it tomorrow. Okay. Play it. You had Virginia, and huh? you're very lucky to even win and cover the game. Play the lottery the next five days.
0: Yeah. The uh, my, you know my, I, I hated this game going into it.
1: I'm very happy for you. I, you I, know, yeah. want to crawl through the computer and punch <laughs> you in the face. <laughs> of course. Anybody who had Virginia, because again. Get the address of Texas Tech and maybe just send a $10 money order from Seven Eleven to <laughs> and just write in the money order. Hey, Jared, way to leave your man when you were instructed to guard the three-point line. Thanks for the win. Nothing but love for you. Scott.
0: It's a tough swallow. Appreciate. That kid's going to live with this for the rest of his life, knowing that he left his guy wide open. And you yep. got you, you just gotta live with that. It's same same way the kid from Auburn's gotta live with the fact that he jumped into that three point shooter. He jumped into Kyle Guy.
1: Uh, yeah, that was that that was different though. That that was different because that was different because
0: they were only they up missed, two and that missed, was the game winning shot.
1: Yeah, they missed the double dribble. Yep. Which which essentially ended the game. This is different because it's on you. Mm. You are, you know, you're not supposed to leave your guy. The other four teammates did their job yeah. and you did not. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you, they'll get back to campus. The coaching staff will, will, will go into a meeting and whether they watch tape or they don't watch tape. And I guarantee you, they'll sit there. They'll all get in their chairs and they'll kind of look around and somebody's going to go. Why did he leave his man? And the impact of that moment, um, it's it's the coaching. They're going to be livid. They're going to be, if they're not already, livid. They said all the right things in the press. Everybody had their back. This is just the beginning of this and the beginning of that. And we're this and we're that. And I get all that. But I can guarantee you they're going to sit in that office and stare at the ceiling and stare at the walls and go, we told them no three, don't leave your man, and Jared left his man. And I guarantee you there's going to be some little glitch that Culver's had for the two years he's been there that they're going to go, we tell him time and time again in practice. It's one of those things where it's, it's almost a player glitch that the player just does certain things at certain times that you just are like, Jared, we just went over this in practice. And I guarantee you that's going to haunt him. Because Texas Tech should be your national champ. Congrats to Virginia. Um, I said, you know, on radio Monday, uh, the difference between destiny and reality. Destiny's a stripper that 21 years ago got me in the champagne room. And reality was I walked out to my car and said, Jesus, how did I just spend $1,000? That's the (laughs) difference. Um, Well, guess what? I was wrong. That the close win over uh, Purdue, uh, no right winning, Klein missed free throw. Um, The close win over Auburn missed the double dribble. Um, and the win here, I guess they were a team of destiny and, and congratulations, but, um, I would rather have had Virginia win the game than Texas tech lose the game and the game, not play out the way it should have played Uh out, which was Jerome gets the layup. Virginia uses one of their two timeouts. They're down one ball is inbounded. Now you foul. Now do they make free throws or they don't let's say they make both. Now they come down. Now they have a decision to make. Do we force a three with guys in our face or get another layup with six seconds to go and then you foul again and two more free throws? Let's say that you make two free throws. Let's say you miss the front end you're only down one. Now Virginia's got the ball a chance to win. Let's say you you make one free throw and miss the... I mean, so many other things would have played out differently Mm -hmm. had one guy done his job. We'll never know. And that's the frustrating part. I told my wife, I would rather lose a game the right way than to lose a game the wrong way. Losing it the wrong way sticks with me. We had a conversation before we did the podcast. Just just sticks with me longer to just have it play out that way that again, Patriots, do your job. Bill Belichick, do your job, and as long as you do your job, we'll live with the results and you can look in the mirror and know at least you did your job. Jarrett Culver did not, and uh, and that's that. History. He's a fucking idiot. What? Uh. What? What was? Your I get away t- with one F, mom, on the podcast, right? <laughs> we'll allow
0: it. What was your take on the the guy who had the futures ticket for three hundred K and decided not to hedge?
1: I read the article and and he's very well off. He's very wealthy. Yeah. So. Well, that's so. what
0: that's what I'm thinking. If you're laying fifteen hundred on a two hundred to one future, I think you can afford it. <laughs> so, yep. and I think he won. I think he said that he won a small amount. He did a small amount on Virginia, but I, I don't know. I mean, it's so. I I get a lot of people, and I put this out on Twitter because uh, everyone's asking the question: Do you hedge? Hedging is for wussies. What, you know, it's your bet. That's why you gamble. And I said, you know what? If you don't hedge, you're an idiot. Because I don't care about any rush. I don't care about any gamble. I'm in here to win money and cash tickets. And if you're guaranteeing me 150k on a hedge, I'm taking it. And I'm. It's like it's like Joey Kinish says in the movie Rounders. I got bills to pay. My kids eat. You know, I'm not here chasing pipe dreams of winning the World Series in Las Vegas. So I just I would have hedged ten times out of ten.
1: Yeah, it's 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 to the point where it depends on where your bankroll is it depends on what your standard daily play is obviously to this guy and I read the article on ESPN it's it's monopoly money yeah. it. it's it's, it's fun money it's paper money why am i going to hedge when i got you know 10 million in the bank i would i have the thrill of letting it ride is better it's it's the it's the michael jordan theory you know i've had a buddy who was playing dural in miami Jordan came through as a twosome joining another twosome. Um, So they let him play through and Jordan teases ball up. The guy says, are we going to gamble? And Jordan says, yeah, we can gamble. And the guy says, what's the stakes? And Jordan says, whatever makes you uncomfortable. (laughs) That's fantastic. And that's, that's basically this guy. I got so much money, you know, I'll let, I'll let it, I'll let it ride for 300,000 and change. And, and I'll, and I'll live with it. And so. you get the
0: glory if it wins. All right. Like
1: Let's get so. into the Masters real quick. It starts on Thursday, of course.
0: Augusta. Uh, I I guess Rory McElroy is the favorite because everyone's going to jump on him the way he's been playing recently. I don't like betting the favorite. I think the favorite doesn't come doesn't doesn't cash in these in these golf majors. You're more of a golf guy than I am. When you look at the board here for the Masters, any names and any numbers that jump out to you?
1: I mean, listen, it's, it's, I think it's a year we're going to see somebody from the European side. Um, Molinari, uh, has been in contention the last couple of weeks, 20
0: to one currently.
1: And I like him. Um, I, I, people are jumping on the Tiger Woods bandwagon, and I keep saying, um, not happening. Yeah, gotta fade, Tiger. It, it's amazing how many people just continue to to buy the hype of Cheetah. Um, you know, Kafka hasn't done much. Um, Dustin Johnson hasn't done much. Justin Rose has been kind of silent. Um, what about Hideki Matsuyama, 35 to 1? Yeah, he could get he he could get hot. I'll tell you what, it doesn't matter how Bubba's playing. There's something magical about Bubba at the at the Masters. Tommy Fleetwood at plus twenty five hundred, another worth another good look. Adam Scott was playing well and then and and kind of dropped off. But I w- I don't know if Stevie Williams is on his bag or not. Um, but for me, from a from a value standpoint, um, Kevin Kistner at plus sixty six hundred. Um, playing well a couple weeks ago. Um, just kind of looking for guys like that. If I'm going for a long shot, like just a long shot, Billy Horschel, um, and Charlie Schwartzel. Um what are they at, at right now? At 15, Charles Schwartzel is hundred
0: and twenty five to one.
1: I mean, that's I mean, you know, I might put a little hundo on that, just uh whatever. But at the end of the day, Francisco Molinari, um, at plus twenty five hundred. You know, Ricky, maybe at eighteen hundred.
0: I'll give you. I'll give you a mid. uh, I'll give you a mid long shot in like the forty range, and then I'll give you a long long shot. The mid long shot, forty to one, Matt Kuchar.
1: I knew you Uh, were gonna say that. Yeah, I I
0: just can't. You place me for a Matt Kuchar guy. Is
1: that what you do? You
0: you (laughs) you pinned me. It's okay. I can't.
1: I can't root for a guy that (laughs) won like one point five million and gave his caddy five grand. Go ahead.
0: All right. So you pinned me for a Matt Kuchar guy. That's fine. And then how about this? Two hundred to one. Matt Wallace. Matt Wallace is currently the 36th thirty sixth ranked golfer in the world, and he's been under par in all four tournaments he's played this year, in, in, including finishing sixth at the Arnold Palmer. I think Matt Wallace is a dark horse for your daily fantasy lineup, and 200 to 1, why not?
1: Nice. Never okay. played Augusta,
0: by the way. Never played Augusta. So this is like That's a first-time the... first magic, you know, like a rookie like luck like luck of the, like rookie luck or something like that, you know? Why not?
1: I'm going to say out of nowhere 17,500 to 1. 17500 Danny Willett revisiting. <laughs> Masters. All oh. right, there we go, man. Hey, <laughs> Enjoyed it. I'm uh, I'm still bummed. I rallied to do this for you. Um I'm going Larry Mize at 250,000 to 1. Um Enjoy the Masters, and uh, we'll do an NBA playoff one on, on uh, Thursday or Friday.
0: Love you, brother. I'll talk to you soon. All
1: right. See you, man.
0: There he is, legendary handicapper Brandon Lang. More information on BrandonLang.com. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You can follow me on Twitter at Scott's On air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. The Sharp Edge podcast can be found wherever you get your podcast: iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and, of course, at Believe.com, B-L-E-A-V.com.